So what you hear is when a weather balloon pops on the ground, you can see it on YouTube, people blowing it up with a, a leaf blower or something. And it pops, and it's quite a pop. It's like a big balloon, and it's quite a crack. But the sound you're about to hear is the sound of the same balloon, but popping in a very, very thin atmosphere with very, very little air. What I love about this burst point is that you hear the burst, and then there's this, just this sort of like second of just calm and silence after the burst before the chaos of the descent begins. <laughs> it's, it's so chaotic. I'm trying to put my ear somewhere and hear what's going on is if I were there. So I thought, I guess I can go up to the, you know, look to sending them into the sky. So this is Julius. Julius is a sound recordist. And before sending microphones up into the sky, he worked in both film and TV. So where it comes from is working on set as a sound recordist and trying to capture room tone. Room tone are the natural moments of silence. You walk into a space and it's the subtle sounds. In a street-facing office in Ultimo, that might be the buzz of the traffic. Or the sound of computer keyboards and mouses clicking. Room tone will sound different, depending on where you are. In the studio, for example. It'll be quiet. These moments are recorded to smoothen the underlying tone or background sound of the audio. But in his work, Julius was finding... Room tone is very, very difficult to capture on a film set because everyone makes a noise. It's really hard to get people to stop, just be still, and just think about themselves for 30 seconds and not do anything. It's so hard to do that. I was quite interested in that because I was like, there's that sort of mirror our approach to sound in, a, in reality, in our real world. So what I'm trying to do is get my microphones away from all sound. Okay, I've been to really remote places in sort of country Canada and, you know, the central Australia and, and whatnot to try and get away from all human sound and try and minimise wildlife sound in my recordings as much as possible to capture as close to a silence, a naturally occurring silence, as I can. So in his most recent experiment, he's done this twice now, Julius set out to Wheat Halley, a small town in central New South Wales, more than 500 kilometres west of Sydney, a place characterised by its flatness and vast expanse of grasslands. And to capture natural silence, Julius made a stratosphone, a device he says not only looks ridiculous, but like a satellite a child might make. He placed his recorder and battery into a Tupperware container, wrapping it in black duct tape. To keep it balanced, he then attached a threaded rod with the microphone hooked onto the underside. Two cameras were on there as well, a GoPro and a 360 cam. All of this being attached to a weather balloon that would float 33 kilometres upwards into the stratosphere. And the reason that he headed to Central Australia was not only because that's where he got permission to launch, but when the balloon would pop and the equipment tumble back down, 
He had the space, while tracking it on a GPS, to drive around to where it landed to go pick it up. When you got back to the recording, what's going through your mind? Like, when you got back to the equipment after having had to drive around and find it? Because it's been, like, two and a half hours. Yeah, it's two and a half hours. You know, you really hope that the GPS trackers and everything's all working and it's all stayed together. So it is, it's mildly terrifying because it costs a lot of money. And I'm sending, you know, equipment up. Like, you know, it's expensive. And if you lose everything, you, you lose the equipment, but, you know, you, you don't have any data. You've got no sound. Fortunately, it was all there. This is Think Sustainability. I'm Jake Mockham. And today's episode is Above Sound. Okay, so this is um, the moment of takeoff. Unfortunately, someone did walk, so you can hear the crunching of grass. But it's really amazing because right here, you hear it leave the ground. What's interesting is once the mics get to a higher perspective, you start really hearing all the wildlife below because you're no longer within it. You're above it. As it goes up, even if you're sort of a couple of hundred metres into the sky, the microphones are placed above everything, so you have that sort of perspective, looking down. Then as it gets higher, you start to hear um, traffic and uh, sort of farm machinery. Even though it's a very, there is no traffic around, like the, you know, the pictures show me that. But what I believe is happening is, again, it's just height perspective. So as soon as the microphones get higher, they start, there's, no, there's nothing in the way to stop the sound propagating. So the topography of the land is no longer a factor, and the sound just travels until it dissipates. You hear animal sounds gradually disappear. They're taken over by the sounds of what seems to be distant traffic and other human machinery. And then the wind starts to come into the recording more. So then the wind starts to take over from the the human sound and then you are left with only the wind once you get up into the jet stream at about 10 10 kilometers up that's where the wind is is much stronger and would you call this the natural silence this is not the natural silence yet no because we have the geographic sound of um of wind so there's still wind so i'm still trying to work out exactly what some of those sounds are actually like and and why it howls like howls like that like i don't quite know exactly you know, wind needs something to make a sound. It needs to be interrupted by something to make a sound. Or it can interrupt itself and swoosh around itself. 
At this point, I've escaped wildlife sound, any animal sound. Um, whoa, got, got heavy there. What was, was that? No, a, the wind, it was like, whoa. Oh, was it? <laughs> As fascinating as the space sounds are that you see on, on online and whatnot, they're all sonifications of data. All the wee. That's not what you're hearing, it's data turned into sound. So none of that is actually putting your ear there. So I'm being, like, there's so much information here. There really is, like, to check out. Because I guess there's no manual, right? There's no manual whatsoever. The sounds of what is above. We don't. We don't have that information. The only, the only sound recordings we have of weather balloon flights into the stratosphere, there, there are a few examples on YouTube, and the only recordings we have are through camera microphones, which um, just don't have the quality. You know, you just get lost in system noise. Um, oh, that's one aspect. The recording system is in, inferior. It's not been done, as far as I've seen, and I've looked, it's not been done from a sound recording point of view. So there is no manual, you know, it's just, just making it up. I mean, it shows how loud our world is and how loud our soundscapes are that I have to go to these lengths to get away from all human sound, as well as wildlife sound, yes. But one of the big things, and as this recording is actually showing, as the microphones get higher, the wildlife sound is left behind, left on the ground, but the human sound is still there. So it really shows the reach of human sound. And I think that's really quite interesting, how much noise there is in our world. So as far as what this recording is, is telling us about, you know, I'm not too sure yet, you know, except for the reach of human sound. This is right at the top. Um, this has been turned up an awful long way. I've turned it up so you can actually hear what's going on. If I left it really low, we just wouldn't really hear it. Silence. It would be very, very quiet. So this is the very peak. This is the quietest point, and it sounds like... I mean, that's essentially the quietest part. Um, it's really hard to hear in here. I can hear my laptop. I can hear the aircon. It's interesting because you're talking about this idea of natural silence. And so mm. ultimately we pump it up again to try and hear a sound. But if you bring it back down, maybe that's the silence where it hasn't been edited or like we haven't brought up the volume it's sure, kind sure. of an interesting idea yeah, yeah, of yeah. what is, like, ultimately silence. Yeah, I mean, look, and then because this is a recording, so I am recording something. I'm Like, I'm not there myself to actually try and experience an actual silence. 
So as soon as you record something, it's kind of like it becomes a sonic object. Turning it up turns it into something quite different because I'm trying to dig in and find something in there. In some ways, I don't want to hear anything because I'm trying to actually get to like get to the point where the microphones don't work, where there's nothing happening naturally. That's what I'm trying to do. Since the recording, Julius has been looking into a number of things. For one, the frequencies of the recorded silence. Using a frequency analyzer, he's been trying to make sense of what the particular sounds of the silence could be. Maybe it's system noise, the natural buzz that a recording device makes. Or maybe it's electromagnetic interference. With no real reference for stratospheric sound, his next step is to jump into an anoic chamber, one of those completely siloed off rooms with padded geometric walls that not only contain sound, they absorb it. In there, he'll record a noise print, catching the tone of the room, and compare that to the stratospheric silence. And maybe that will tell him something, or maybe not. But Julius isn't immediately set on finding answers, but rather getting you to listen. It's quite interesting when people listen to the recording because obviously you build, you know, you build your own image in your head of what you're seeing. And it sounds, I guess in some ways, maybe it sounds like it's quite high up. The images and the footage is as fantastic and as cool as some of it is. It informs my sound and I'm flipping it entirely. The sound is the thing that tells me more and it's more, I find it much more exciting. You know, you have to build your own picture. You don't have that sound association going on. You don't have an image that you've seen before or seeing at the same time as hearing the sound. You don't have that, so you have to make it up yourself. Because sound can tell you a lot about an environment. An ecosystem that looks fine, looks okay, But when you listen to it, it's like, you know, where's the wildlife gone, for instance? And it tells a story of of a place. Sound is just this weird thing that's not understood, you know, in some ways. Because we have to turn on our ears. And a lot of, we don't do that so much. Very visually dominated sort of culture. We just don't use our sense of hearing as much as we could. The sound tells the story. The sound gives the information. The sound is full of, you know, the sound is the mystical, you know, it's full of mystique. What does it sound like in the sky? We don't really know. Think Sustainability is made possible with the support of 2SER Radio, the University of Technology Sydney, and is heard around Australia via the Community Radio Network. Think Sustainability is made in the 2SER studios in Sydney, on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation, whose sovereignty was never ceded. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on iTunes. Just search for Think Sustainability. I'm Jake Morecambe. Thanks for your company.